Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. What's going on, guys? What's up, You, what's going on? Yeah, what's good? What's good? Let me see what's good. He has his Manny Petty today at one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, yeah, because my nails Because your nails are looking dirty. We, we had a nice dinner last night. Nails are long. You get dirt trapped in the They shouldn't be long. We had That's a nice nasty. dinner last night with Yates, Key, and me, and we were saying, where's Jay? He's supposed to be here. I was at waited home putting my waited. kids down. Waited and waited. Jay was my little babies. Jay You're not the only like, one. <laughs> we all have Why'd kids. Why'd you do that voice? Because <laughs> we all have kids. I'm tired of you saying that. You know, That's why. What are you talking about? You know Don't what's you get me started, funny, Jay? Joseph. At nine o'clock, he looks. He's up at nine o'clock past Max's bed. As soon as he said, "I said, wait, it's nine o'clock." Start yawning already? at nine o'clock. Nine Max? o'clock to me is like two you in know, the morning to, to most people. I was trying to get him right, though. Yeah, yeah. he's right. By the way, I zip right home. <laughs> I was did you have a cocktail to... last night. You huh? Yeah, 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 yeah a cocktail. Yeah, a couple. Oh. Oh, what did you have? What's your uh, what drink of I choice? Have? I know what, I I know had, what Keys is. I wanted something. I really what? I just wanted some light beer, man. It's hard to find in places nowadays. Yeah, I had a I had a Moscow Mule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And beer. then I had a I had a glass light beer. I had a guy. glass of wine with yeah. dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, light beer. I'm trying. It's hard to find light beer. It these is. Days. Uh, you know what I want? I just want a regular light beer. I don't need a fancy wheat such and such. But it's a regular light beer. Yeah, he had he had a cocktail too, and me and Yates had some Chardonnay. Oh, yeah, Chardonnay? Yeah, some yeah. Chard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now Jay's upset he wasn't there. Yeah, Before, I, had, I had fish, so I wanted to pair my meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to pair the wine meal, with, the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the When it was just the company and the food, Jay's not interested. Oh, y'all had some cocktails? Oh, no, when it's a company, Damn. I'm very interested because that means I'm not paying. <laughs> no, I meant the company oh, oh, that you the keep. the company you keep. Oh. See? See? As soon as it went from companies paying to, well, the, to us, it was I, like the was smile of apparition. Was the duck good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. As soon as I heard you were going, I was like, I'm out. He's that, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Key and Yates, I'm down. Max? I'm Yates, out. by the way, orders a burger like a normal person. Key and I got very bourgeois. You don't go to an Italian restaurant to order a burger, but I didn't want to get a burger. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I order the duck. Key orders the <laughs> Branzino. <laughs> Yes, I wanted Branzino. Yates you know, is like Yates is like a Branzino and duck. I was what like, world you could have just you could have yeah. went to uh, McDonald's if you wanted a damn burger. Max says he wants red meat. Yeah, I want red meat, but it's not red meat. If you have duck, you have a little red meat, but it's you're you're not eating red meat. You know what I mean? How is duck red? Meat? Well, because it comes out red in the middle. I don't eat duck, so yeah. Yeah. it's hard. It's hard for me. I, I just I'm sorry. That's one. I just don't. Oh, I'll do it. I can't do it. I can't I'll do, do it. the duck. I can do a lot of stuff. The ducks and the goats, it's just, I can't I don't, do I don't, that. Well, no, I can eat goat, too. That's not true. I've done I, that. I can't. I got to stick yeah. with the chicken and You're, maybe. Do you everything. eat liver ever? No. Because I'll yeah, eat so, that, too. No. So, wait, I have a question for you. Yeah, so why did you just order the burger? Why just the burger? Well, I'm a picky eater, okay. first of all, right? Yeah, yeah. And I got kind of flustered because Key ordered, like, oysters and all types of stuff. Very expensive things that I've never seen. And then he has a butter knife, right? So he's cutting the fish, and the fish is coming out. He's doing all this with a butter knife. And I've never said this is the richest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then I look to my left, and Max is quiet. You know, Max don't get quiet often. So he quiet. I look over. He's chewing on the, on, the, on the duck. On the duck. And he looks yeah. at me as calm as face ever. Red meat. But it's not red meat. I yeah. said, okay. <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm, this I'm is a, a very I'm expensive place. I don't know. Give me a burger, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> default kicked in. Yes. Wagyu beef sounds yeah. expensive. Great. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. 
Yates is like, the most <laughs> richest food I get is when I get stuff on the pizza. So you put silly, pepperonis man. and peppers on that. <laughs> White pizza meat, please. Thank you. <laughs> Clam? I, no. I debone, I debone the fish with yeah, a butter did, knife, Jay. But Jay. No, you have but see, to this is where you know Keith's Jay, different. Jay, it came out just like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, man. Oh, wait, this is what happens. <laughs> typically, when you go to a nice establishment, <laughs> yeah. they, so they, do you want me to debone? Yeah, I'd love for you. They get in there, they do it. Keys asks... I'll debone my own fish. Yeah, I'll do it myself. I don't need them breathing on my fish. Yeah, Key's the type. No. You know what? Let me get in the kitchen. I'll, I'll fi- I, I like it a certain way. <laughs> you didn't put any paprika on that. You know I asked for the specificity. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very difficult uh, order guy at a restaurant. You get frustrated with me. I get to changing up the menu on you and everything. I saw you take do that it. out, you put did it when that we on. The road. When we went out, where where was it? We went uh, with Evan Chicago. Chicago. You were like, yeah, look, I'm gonna need you to <laughs> take this Caesar salad. <laughs> Combine that with the soft greens, right? <laughs> and the lady's like, oh, she's trying to write down. She's like, oh, okay. And yeah. as a proprietor <laughs> of restaurants, you know, Jay owns uh, chains of restaurants and stuff. As a proprietor of restaurants, I'm a Jay. part owner of one restaurant in as New York a, City called The Cat. Stop a, trying to make me have to be He's this. a restaurant mogul. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about someone coming into your restaurant and changing up the, the I'm menu? okay with it. You are. I'm okay with yeah. it. it I don't like, change the menu. I just take stuff off that I don't like or add stuff yeah. that I'm looking for. Because most of the time, the majority of people won't do that, mm-hmm. right? The majority of people, like, like ah, I don't like, I'll just take this. Yeah. That's what most people They're do. not entitled enough. It's, yeah. But him, I'm not, not entitled enough. You know, wait, 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 wait. people this wait way. A minute. What are you doing? Wait a minute. Entitlement is not always a bad thing. Some people don't feel entitled enough to ask for what they want. No, Some I just, people do. I, I don't want cheese on my pasta. So that's Four fine. Orders. It's good to feel entitled enough well, to do that. People that should good. feel entitled. Yates. Yates. Orders oysters, Talking to the right? mic, Yates. He orders oysters, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, hot sauce pops out. And he's... That's what you're hot sauce on every single one. He gave me some of those oysters. Didn't ask anybody else if they want hot sauce on their oysters. And then out of nowhere, he goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna be back in a couple couple days, whatever. I need a vegan menu." I said, "What on earth is going on in here?" (laughs) Yeah, he changed the whole menu of the restaurant. Requested a vegan menu. Well, because if my kids and stuff are coming with me, I got to make sure that they get what they need. They got to have vegan, gluten free pasta because they pasta can't have eggs in it. But hold on, don't skip. You can't put hot sauce in all the oysters if you didn't ask no, anybody he, else. He did, I asked him. He didn't want any. And Max took they, about they, four or five they, of them. They were, oh, okay. they were Keys oysters. He just gave me a couple yeah. of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, what you made you it sound about? like he didn't. No, he didn't, he looked at them and he, he didn't like them. He Freaked didn't like what out. they looked like. I see them on, on TV. You, you never know? had an oyster? I'm not with the whole aphrodisiac type of thing. It's cool and Yates, all. But what like, is wow. y- y- like? See, Yates is talking to a bunch of rich guys, yeah, right? Yeah, like Yates, I'm, I'm normal. Me, what is? I'm normal. Normal man. Yeah, but Key, you've been oysters? rich for decades now. I'm normal. I'm not saying oysters, you're not. You've been exposed he has some, to a lot. He has some type of expensive salad. I can't I pronounce. I had a mixed green salad. It was a mixed green salad. <laughs> Yates, that was a mixed green salad. That's a regular salad. What's the mixed green salad cost? I've never it's seen like mixed green bucks. salad like that. Yates, what's the fanciest before last night? Give, or, or did, crazy, man. What's the fanciest food you eat? I went to my rich coach's house, and he had filet mignon. And I was like, oh, this is – I made it to the top. But that is regular still. That's yeah. like – give me the most exotic food you've eaten. See, I don't really go outside the palate, Max. Mm-hmm. I got to stay with the things that I know because mm-hmm. I'm allergic to things like tomatoes. I ate tomatoes one time. I'm itching in the middle of a basketball game. It's bad for me. So yep. I got to yeah, yeah. keep my palate – Precise. Because Key goes into an Italian restaurant. He's like, look, I'm going to come back with my kids next week. Can you make this a Chinese restaurant by next week? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. My kids want some Chinese. I'd like you to make this a Chinese like, restaurant. Like Jay always tells us the story about Carlos Boozer and Prince and all that. And like he changed up the, the, the house. Like Key's changing restaurant menus on the well, floor. Well, speaking of that, and I know we, we burned this little 10 minutes up. But so tonight, 
we're going into Hoboken to 10th Street Pizza. Ooh, good spot, and, good and, spot. But here's the change of the menu. So wait, so check this out, though. Don't change the No, t- check this out, though. So I had to call Mario the other day and say, yo, we coming in. He has to get vegan cheese for the family. I'll eat the regular pizza, but they can't eat the cheese. So he's got vegan cheese to put on the pizza. And he won't do it for anybody else because he's a real Italian. He just won't. He's like, no. That's not cheese. My, wife, not will, on my, my wife will be insulted. You know? That's just, what my wife's saying. Like, oh, we're insulted. By That's what? just how it is. Because, like, they're very proud. Like, it's, like, their food is a certain way. This is the way it is. I get it. But if you want pizza and you can get, and you're on a diet or something, you get gluten-free pizza I hear with how vegan you're cheese. looking at it. I'm just telling you the no, true they don't original like that. Italian no, no, culture. No, they don't man. like that. They don't rock with that. Italian food's so good. Oh, it's so damn good. I can't take yeah, it. Yeah, you see, I had the rigatoni with the red sauce. I try and stay Last away night? from pasta. Yeah, I, had that small, I, had, I had a half. How, how much food did you have? Damn. I'm trying to tell you. I didn't have that You had the rigatoni. You deboned the branzino. You had the mixed green salad. You had the oysters. You had a pretty big dinner, but that was the only meal he had. Yeah, that was the only meal I had all day. Why are you trying to? But uh, uh, the pasta wasn't big. No, small, small, small. appetizer oh, okay. portion. Oh, yeah, like half oh, size, oh, rigatoni, oh. red okay. sauce. No, but you had a pretty big dinner because it was that plus a salad plus the oysters plus the fish. I shared the oysters with you. You did. I it didn't share delicious. my broccoli you with you. That out no. in your description, Max. And I had broccoli. I mean, I ate. You had broccoli too. Yeah. Of course. Man, you started lifting weights yesterday. You didn't get back in the gym, dude. Cardio, man. <laughs> By the way, if you can see the video that Keith sent Yates and I yesterday of him working out, you know when you go in the workout, and most of you look in the mirror, right? So Key puts the phone up next to the mirror, and he's doing curls. And you see him doing the... <laughs> That was for y'all. Was it for us, though? I man, it was more for yourself. Last few pumps, he's shaking, the arms shaking. He's just staring through your soul through the video. What are you curling with? What, how, what are you curling? Like, how much I have 55. Yeah, 55. So he, 55 he showed, is a lot of weight. He showed us a 55 in the video now. He said, look, 55. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let you know. Let you know what time it is. Yeah. And yeah. already in three days, his ass already looked different. <laughs> how that's alien body? How are you going to look different in three days? World-class athletes. <laughs> yeah, you know? plus you put Stay down, down water the weight. water weight. Plus you put down <laughs> the, late, the late night tequila, too. Yeah. You put helps. it down. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunez go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. If you look at the Cowboy offensive line, I'm not so sure they're as bad as it looks. Who's America's team? Who's the quarterback of America's team? Those Dallas Cowboys. Who does Stephen A. love to pile up on every Monday morning after they have a letdown? It's the Dallas Cowboys. So Dak Prescott is most clearly the guy with the most pressure on him. I think the reality for Dak Prescott is we've never seen him really elevate his football team. See, now I remember when this beat dropped, I was like, this is the best thing I ever heard in my life. I couldn't believe it. Rock box. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Mike McCarthy, guys, was talking about Dak Prescott heading into the 2022 season. Uh-huh. And Dak Prescott's a guy, Key, you've had him kind of straddling. Is he elite? All over is he the, the map. Ne- is, he, is he the top of the next tier, or is he the bottom of the first tier? And I think a lot of people have that sense about him. What is he? What is he capable of? Where, how should we think about Dak Prescott? Listen to how Mike McCarthy wants Dak to play this year. I think like anything, it's just, you know, this is year three in the offense. Uh, the, the opportunity to move more, prob- you know, potentially than he did in the past. The thing that jumps out 
to me is, is his uh, movement ability in the scramble drills and scramble situations. Uh, you know the way he activates the scramble drills. Uh, so just you know, it's just he's got more reps at it. It's more it's more natural to him. So it looks it looks really good. Yeah, that's and that's fine. I mean, moving around, you, uh, the one thing that that stood out for me there with, with Coach McCarthy is talking about the third year in the offense. So at this point, this is your offense. You should know everything that's going on. You should you should be able to dictate prior to a play coming in what that coach is thinking. You should be on autopilot in your third year in the offense. And so that's what you want to see from Dak Prescott. A lot of people feel a certain way. Like, I've always felt like he's a really good quarterback. He was ready to take the next step. I think last year he took a little bit of a step back. Why? It just didn't seem like he was elevating the Dallas Cowboys, like Dan Orlovsky said, to the level that made you feel like, okay, they got a chance to win no matter what because they have this quarterback. You don't feel that you you don't feel that way about Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. You feel like, oh, okay, they're getting ready to no matter who they up against. And I was looking for him to take that next step, and he didn't do it. Is is he a running like? It, so you meant you mentioned Jay, and I apologize if I'm taking the words out of your mouth, but you've mentioned that Dak is not a guy who's going to drop back 50 times. You're going to rely on him that way. Now Mike McCarthy's talking about running him. Is that If he's not a guy who can drop back a million times like a Patrick Mahomes and beat you that way, is he a guy who can run and beat you that way? Like, well, what think, is he? I think what Coach McCarthy is saying is not necessarily design runs. He's, he's speaking more of off-schedule plays, being able to scramble, doing a scramble drill, move around outside the pocket, doing those sort of things where last year because of the leg injury – I don't think that they put him in that position, Jay. Mm-hmm. They kept him away from, you know, putting himself in a position to potentially get hurt again. Now he's somewhat fully healed. Now all bets are off. They got to win. You're the 100-plus million-dollar guy. It's your team. Third year in the office. Do your deal. Even though it ended poorly, you, you feel, as, as an athlete, I feel like last year was almost a pass for him coming off that injury, getting acclimated, re-aggravating it to a degree, missing a short amount of time. Like, it just felt like he was trying to get his bearings. Won a bunch of games still. Right? Yeah. Still won a bunch. I mean, didn't finish the way we would like for him to finish, but there is something called progression as you think about their layers to it as you get more comfortable. And I think we seem to see the next step in that progression. Like, like when you pay a guy the type of money that he was paid, you're not supposed to lose to the Denver Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater at home. By the way, it's like Draymond Even Green. Even though it wasn't Drake- his fault. You know, but it's like mm-hmm. when Draymond Green makes twenty five million dollars a year, not that you're keeping other people's money, but like when he has a poor performance, you're like, wait, you can't shoot and you get paid. Like that's automatically what we do instead of having patience talking about what like what you are going to add. It, to it's not team. it's not as much about the money side of it. It's oh. more about it's more about them paying him to take them to the next level. The money side of it is it is what it is. Well, you got to pay like but, a top tier quarterback. But if you're paying a guy time, yeah. that yeah. type of money, he's got to take you to the next level. That's why you're paying him. You're I, not paying him to just take the ball and hand it off. Great. You're paying him to take you and kick that's you over the That's why that stat was staggering when you said that the record was some, something outrageous when they run yeah, for over they, 100 yards. It was it's, like they're 7 and 08. That's and why Max like and that. I went crazy over that because you're like, well, wait a second. You just paid him to be the guy that you shouldn't. I'm not saying you don't have to say we have to run to win. Exactly. Balanced attack, though. I agree with you on that. They've got to have a balanced attack for him to be It didn't feel balanced, though. It felt like it was more one-sided. 
Yeah, well, when they ran the ball efficiently and effectively, they won games. Look, no Matt Stafford about just won a Super Bowl and is considered a really good quarterback and is also not a guy who's going to drop back 50 times and beat you that way. But that's how most championship teams are. They're balanced, run it. Well, what I want to know about Dak Key, from your point of view, to me it seemed like early in his career, look, he's big, he's strong, he has an arm, he can run, but – Really, you act like he, he's been in the league 20 years. I mean, like when we first <laughs> look, when we first saw him take over from Romo, right? Yeah. It was like, this dude is more than the sum of his parts. He has some extra it factor. And now I feel like we look at Dak, and it's like maybe he's less than the sum of his parts because now it's like, oh, wait a minute. He's big and strong and can run and he can throw and he's been in the league a bunch of times. Why, why hasn't he taken that next step? Well, one was coaching, right? Coaching with Jason Garrett, then he had to get over that, got Mike McCarthy, the defense was terrible, he got hurt, the running game was suspect, the offensive line was broken down, last year was whatever it was, now this year, if you remember, I said it, this is the year, you get a pass on the leg, you got a pass because you got the contract, you are now in the third year of the deal, got to get the deal done. But let me, let me make, let me make, plays devil's, actually it's not even devil's advocate, I believe this, let me tell you why I think he has runway. Because if it doesn't work out, we're gonna everyone's gonna point to McCarthy. Yes. Now they have a new coach. Let's say it's Peyton or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Now, if if they you know they don't advance in the playoffs year one, we're gonna be like, well, first year, new coach, new system. To me, that's two years more of runway. No, no, the runway. Here's how it's getting ready to break down for you. Last year, I lag, whatever. This year, pressure for him and McCarthy to get it done at a high level. If it's not done at a high level, one is out with some McCarthy. In comes Sean Payton. Sean Payton, autopilot. What do you want to do? Well, let's see how he plays this year. Then, if he doesn't get it done in year one with the new head coach, now all hell is going to break loose for him in his career as a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. It won't be smooth selling at all. He gets a he got a pass last year. The pressure is on this year. And if they don't do anything and it fails, imagine the heat that's going to be on his rear end mm-hmm. in 2023. 2023 will be – we'll be on this show talking about make a break yep. for Dak Prescott. Yep. He only has one year left of guaranteed money. It's crazy. Like that. That's crazy like that. how fast it goes. Yeah, that's what, that's what happens. That's just crazy how fast it goes. And Dallas Cowboys fans – this is what makes me nervous. Now, if he goes and he wins, he'll get a five-year runway. This is what makes me nervous because I root against the Cowboys. No one's picking them to win the Super Bowl so far. Every year, <laughs> everyone, oh, Dad, this is going to be the year. And of course they don't. I'm nervous now because they're, I don't they're, know if almost, they're good enough. Yeah, that's what I mean. No one thinks they're good enough. Maybe they're going to fly under the radar. No, no, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they're good enough, though. NFC is very when top I look, heavy, and the top is. When different. I look when I look at the top teams in the NFC or even in AFC, I don't think that they are one of the top three teams in the NFC. Me neither. I don't think anyone does. That's what makes me. I'm just nervous about it. As a Giants fan, I know the years that the Giants won the Super Bowl recently, start of the year, no one picked But their defense might be fire. So right. They, gotta, that, yeah, they know, might but be. But their defense did regress a little bit last year, too. I mean, all that stuff about Diggs and how special he was, he, he did start to get targeted Pars- last, like, towards Pars- the end of the season. Parsons is going to be in his second year. He's a rookie last year doing that. Yeah, yeah dude, he's a beast. The one thing that can't happen as the NBA Finals continue. That's next on ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80.
Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Stephen A. Smith walking in. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, on what he saw from Steph in Game 5. Tim Legler, ESPN and NBA analyst. Go! I actually think he started pressing a little bit. He wanted it to happen so badly because he's been so good in this series. I started to see him press and get frustrated to the point that when he finally made a little floater in the lane, you could see his shoulders. He almost waved to the heavens like finally. And that's when you knew this was sort of weighing on him one miss after another. But I actually think his shot selection really set the tone for his night. And I think he'll make an adjustment to that in game six. Stephen A. Smith is here with us, giving you the straight talk. Max by straight talk what's wireless. Up, bro? No what's contract, on, no fellas? compromise. What's what's good? So, so this is what I've been saying, and everyone's been pushing back. Right. Steph Curry's had a fantastic final so far. This is the one I've been waiting for. What's the problem? Why are you going to Steph? We just came off sound about Clay Thompson. Can we talk about Clay Thompson for a damn second? I am hot taking with Stephen A. Smith for a second. You just calm down. So here it is. (laughs) So so Steph has has been on fire. Has a bad game five. No problem. They won the game anyway. You wouldn't be here without him. But here's what I am saying, Stephen A. If they lose in Boston. And they come back to go to San Francisco. What cannot happen under any circumstances, I'm not trying to hear it, is Steph plays like he did, doesn't score a lot of, you know, doesn't get the points the team needs, and they lose a game seven at home. It's bad. It's Can't ca- happen. That's catastrophic. That, that, I won't deny that that would be really, really bad for him. Not losing if he played like he struggled in game five. But if you're talking about a Steph Curry that shows up like he did in game four and nobody shows up to help him, Not I don't fault. think we're going to look at Steph Curry and be like, yo, man, you didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he show up and drop it 40 or 50 and all of a sudden it's Wiggins who wets the bed or it's Clay, or it's Jordan Poole or somebody, then I don't think that we're going to look at, at Steph and frown upon his performance in the NBA Finals, but particularly after Game 4. If you go 0 for 9 shooting and struggle the way that you did in Game 5 and then you follow up with identical performance in Game 6 and 7, that would be catastrophic, but there's no way in hell I think that's happening. Uh, I don't think that's happening. He said the same thing I said, though, Max. If, if, if you can't – if he loses – but he plays well, it's everything else. Yep. He can't Or lose. if he doesn't play well, but they win, it's okay. He, yeah, but he can't yeah. play poorly no, and they lose. He cannot he play can't. poorly and they lose because everybody will say he's the reason why. Max, are you done? Yeah. I got something personal. <laughs> How dare you come on my show? <laughs> How dare you? After the embarrassment you put me through, telling the world that you were going to bust my ass 
Yeah. And a one and a two no, no, no. on two don't match. Be, don't be, and don't two, be, I'm don't be, don't misrepresent my position. Game six? Don't miss my you position. I give a damn about game six. Can I, can I bring it up? Uh, yeah, you bring lying. it up, please. You're lying. Here's what I said, Max Keyshawn. This is Jay Williams here. I know my I know my position. I ain't no damn NBA player. I was never good enough. Couldn't shine your shoes. I get all of that. This brother said I wouldn't score one basket. One basket. One-on-one? On one? No, or two-on-two. Two-on-two. What I said was, I said, you're going you gonna to win. And you better. But I said, I'm going to have moments where I'm going to bust your ass. And I mean <laughs> it. I personally <laughs> like you, Stephen A. <laughs> you my guy through and through. <laughs> I'm not going to score a basket? No. A basket? No. No, no, that's you. No, no, no. That, no, that's no, you. No. no. I was out of shape, and I did score. But here's you what I would score. say. Yeah, score. Oh, yeah, but that's against Boss Scott and Allen. It don't matter. No, but that, no, 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 no here's what I'm going to say before no we get back to, to this, these yeah. finals. Yeah. He's an NBA player. I understand. When he steps on the court, I understand. he can take whatever he wants away from you. I agree. At any moment he choose I'm to okay. do so. I'm going to okay. take his candy. Okay. I watched him personally. Mm-hmm. God be my witness in right hand. Why are you pursing your lips? Why? I walk. No, listen to me. Why are you pursing your lips? Oh, you're going down to Duke? You're talking about Duke Let me tell you something, man. Stephen A., have you seen this video? Listen I love professional athletes. But when I walked into that Duke Arena, Cameron Arena, I'm saying Cameron Indoor. indoor. So when I walked into Cameron Indoor and I watched this fool Mm -hmm. pick up the basketball, Mm -hmm. the world was different for him when he stepped on that hardwood. I understand. Okay, I'm, I'm just, just telling you, you may about, not want to bark may, up may, that may, tree. May, 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 I, may I respond? I'm just telling you. May I you. respond? May I respond? I'm putting all my money on Jay. May I respond? I specifically said him, J.J. Reddick, who mm. just walked the studios behind us, I specifically said these are NBA players. I would never, ever disrespect anybody into thinking I even come close to comparing it up. I'm not saying that. You're not getting let me, a let bucket. Let me finish. Let me finish. They said, ah. Won't score one basket. No, one I'm basket. telling you, you, you won't. You will not. Okay. And they both are washed okay. up. And you can't well, do anything uh, with them. I don't know if I would call JJ. Well, not washed up, up or retired. You know what I mean? Right. JJ Keyshawn just called you washed up. Nah, I, I don't. Know that. Yeah, yeah, not washed no, up. No, retired. No, no, no. You know, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't man, matter. It's not it doesn't happen. matter whether it's now, six months, no. ten months from now, whatever. I have to bring in my two on two partner here. JJ. JJ Reddick's coming in. JJ does have a podcast, The Old Man and the Three. Did you really say I'm washed up? Washed up but retired. I meant to say retired. JJ, who's the? I, I have a, I have a tear. I have a tear in my Achilles tendon. I have an overgrown heel bone. I can barely walk, man. Yeah, I'm washed up. Not as a player. Not as a skill. I'll give you buckets right now. Not me. Him. I ain't challenging you. That's Stephen A. with that back, nonsense. We're back on this, Stephen A. No, he brought it we're up. I didn't know. Damn right, I brought it up. up. It's my I, show. I came in here to, to a... talk about the NBA Finals, and this girl brought it up. But I'm gonna say it again. I don't give a damn who it is. It's not going to happen, man. I'm going to score one basket. No, you're not. One basket, that's all. You're that, not. Okay? I am Dang, not I known you. as a defender. I right. never was. Right, right. I'm going to clamp you. I'm going to lock you up. You are not scoring. I promise you, you oh, won't. JJ, JJ, and the old man and the three. Who's the old man? Are you the old man? Wait, this is going to a completely different level, Stephen A. I love JJ. I got it. I got nothing to say. 
I got, I got, I got nothing to say. I, I, you know, why are you holding the arm though? No, why no, you start no, the, because okay, okay, again, I still again, make sure. I, I'll be there. I made no excuses. Okay, they know okay. I got to have shoulder surgery. Get all that yet. stuff. I'll be there. Oh, so we tell no, them no, why. We're talking about now. They Stephen told me a. a year from now. Stephen this time next year, that's what's going to happen. It's not a problem. I'm not saying anything, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to repeat myself again. I'm going to have my mom. I'm going to go to jail. Stephen A. Tell them why you have to have arm surgery. Why do you have to? Why do you have to have shoulder surgery? Because nah, he's was, carrying was, that suitcase full of money all the time. Wait, wasn't it? Wasn't it shadow boxing? No, hell no, oh, hell no, Max. Hell no, not anymore. I proved my skills. I proved my skills. You say what's wrong with his arm? He's carrying that suitcase full of money all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. shoulder, man. I'm working on it, though. I'm working on it, but that's all right. I got you. I'm not going to score a basket. You remember this moment? I do. Okay. Remember this moment? So look, you remember it too. I'm I'm going for sure. Remember. Let me ask him about my whole. Steve Kerr take. If Steve Kerr wins a championship, he yeah. wins his fourth, right? Six NBA finals in eight years. I built out tiers for the greatest coaches of all time. He would be at number five, in my opinion. Who's so I, I would have who would be Phil Jackson, Red Arback, Pat Riley, Greg Popovich, and then Steve Kerr. Is that wrong? So you put I don't I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. See, but 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 are we talking about just championships? I mean, the fact of the matter is Larry Brown was one of the great coaches. Chuck Daly. I had him was in my one third of the great tier. I had Chuck Daly in I my mean, third tier. I, I mean, Casey talked, Jones. I mean, Casey Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, there were some Holtzman. phenomenal, phenomenal coaches in NBA history. You but again, with the number of rings and the number of championship appearances, I don't have any problem with with, with Steve Kerr top five. See, when we okay. talk about, oh, we're just counting rings. Yeah, because in the end, the details of history yeah, get a little lost really, and yeah, people yeah. count And not rings. just that, when you look at what's required of you to do it as a coach, it's not like you just throw the same guys out. It's not like you don't make adjustments or anything like that. <clears throat> Steve Kerr has shown yeah. his brilliance as a coach. And I think in this series, this year this alone, series, yeah. he yeah. has shown it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, I also we- don't want to be remiss to how difficult it must have been. And you and I both know this going through the ups and downs yeah. of having the greatest player potentially in the game, Kevin Durant, yes. on his team with Draymond, with Steph, all the stuff, the ancillary stuff, essay that came along with that. That's a lot to manage, too. Right. Deserves some credit. Absolutely, without question. We also were debating, because Jay has uh, Phil Jackson and Red Auerbach first tier. Mm-hmm. Pat Riley, Greg Popovich next tier. Mm-hmm. But Key and I were pointing out various things, including Pat Riley went to three different organizations. Right. Knicks came a shot away from winning the chip. Lakers won four. Miami won one. And then it's really a Pat Riley team with Spolstra as his disciple winning championships. Shouldn't Pat Riley be in the first tier? Or no? Without, without question. Mm. Or I, I, th- I thought that was understood. When you say first tier, what are you talking about? Top two, top three? Well, he has he just he, has buckets like, like he, he does. Tier, tier so one, tier, tier two, tier and I had three. And I had tier one. I had he, Phil he, Jackson he, and Red Auerbach. It was an oversight on his part. It was, it was just an oversight what? on Jay. Is it because I had Phil Jackson as number one, number two? Pat, Pat, Pat Riley is clearly tier one because yeah, it was see, an oversight, here's man. the thing. Okay. You got to remember, Magic wins a championship. Then Magic gets Paul Westhead up out of there because he's a problem, right? Yeah. Pat Riley comes in there, and it's not just about winning. It's establishing a culture. Yeah. He comes to the New York Knicks. Don't get me started with how awful they were. Hadn't been and, in and, the and, finals and, and, in I mean, decades. And, and, yeah. and this guy changed the culture yeah. of the New York Absolutely. Knicks that lasted a decade. Even after he was gone, Jeff Van Gundy fed off that culture that he established, and he took him to the finals in a lockout shortened season against San Antonio. So we got to remember that. Then he goes to Miami, and even though he was losing to the Knicks at, the, at that time, Ultimately, he brings in Stan Van Gundy, okay? Stan Van Gundy gets you to a conference finals. But then the team was complaining. Pat Riley gets rid of him. Pat Riley takes over himself 
and leads them to the title, obviously riding the coattails of Dwayne Wade, no doubt, who was averaging 37 over the last four games in that series. And they win the championship, and then he establishes this culture in Miami. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson, yes, he did it. What he did, what he did in Chicago, and then Shaq and Kobe never won until he arrived. Yeah. Can't take that away. And you can't take away from the fact that, you know, again, there was a culture that he established to some degree. But I think Pat Riley has to be first tier because Pat Riley established culture. Wherever wherever he he goes, he turns them minimum into a powerhouse, but usually a championship. Like, it travels. Can you stick around for the next second? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Stephen A. Smith back with us in a matter of moments. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePicks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. So we were supposed to have Dan Orlovsky on today, but the cell phone tower in his neighborhood, apparently, there was something wrong. It went down. Yeah. And he, uh, he, he couldn't get in touch. Bad neighborhood. You know, you know I have to confess. Hmm. You know, that annoys me. You got certain neighbors, I mean, affluent neighbors. Yeah, and yeah. They, you know, they always the ones that got problems with the cell yeah. phones. Out, no, in, the ha- out in the Hamptons, I got no reception. When they, I'm in the Hamptons, I, mean, I got no what's reception. What's going on with that? Yeah, but they You're get it fixed real Hamptons. quick. We were talking. The reason this even came up is because we were talking about in California and, and wildfires and things of that nature. In certain neighborhoods, where like where I live at, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> where the mountain lions roam in your backyard. Yeah, those places. If the cell phone tower goes down where I live at. It's going to last two minutes. They're going to make sure to put it back up like that. The, Kardashian, the, Kardashian, the Kardashians would go crazy if the cell oh, phone tower went up. That's those people out there. The fires, you know, you see the fires and stuff like that. They set up a certain perimeter to make sure 
that they're going there to put out the fire first. Right. They don't care about South Central LA. No. They're burning down Wa- to the ground. Watts is burning, you, but, is. but Calabasas, the fire knows it better. Is, it is wild, though, when it goes out, though, if you lose internet service, people almost don't know what the hell to do. It's like they, it's like yes. there's been a death in the family or right. something. That's true. You can't, like, oh, I, I yes. can't get emails. Calls. I can't make calls. Phones. And then, you know, I had, Keyshawn ruined it for me. I once had, you know, a dream of, of living out there. And then Keyshawn showed me the mountain lion roaming in his backyard like it was a cat. Like, it was just a regular old cat. Just chilling. <laughs> no, I'm like, you can't what, what's go, that? That's, that's I'm not going out there. That's west of you. the 405. You got to get east of I the 405. No mountain you, lions. But Max told me you. about Bel Air. Yeah, yeah, but Bel-Air, I didn't show you, I didn't show you the latest right. video, Stephen A., where the coyote went through the doggy door of the people's home see, what? and was in the house. Mm-hmm. See, 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 no, I, no, can't, no, I, can't, no. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with that. Who the I hell has a doggy that, door? That's not me. I can't oh, deal with dog, that. The dog, you got to let the dog out when you're not home. It just Open goes out the, the door, side. man. Open the, the door. Doggy door for the dog. See, that's a problem for me. That's a doggy door. I lived in Bel Air. There was a rattlesnake. There was a rabid skunk. But in New York, you don't deal with rattlesnakes. I thought you were going to tell us a story about how you live next to Elon Musk. Well, that's part of it. Well, I will tell you, Bel Air is quite nice. Yeah, quite nice. that's it for the Stephen A's of the world. Nice. You know, I don't time, live there. Big time yeah. actors, yeah. entertainers. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, Jay, it's Jay, not like that. Don't try to bring me into this. Do you not own property in Bel Air? <laughs> you know he's the CEO of a major corporation, Jay. <laughs> man, leave me alone. I'm out here being low-key just doing Chill. my job. Chill. No, man, no, let no, me no, do no, my job. Wildlife won't do anything to you, Stephen A. You just leave it alone. The coyotes, you the wildlife. You know what? I am going to I'm not going anywhere near that wildlife. Keep believing that. It's going to leave you alone. It won't bother you. Man, my def- my definition to- of wildlife is the New York subways. I stepped in, I <laughs> I stepped been in, in my backyard. I got charged by a rabbit skunk, Keith. <laughs> them damn rats. <laughs> them damn rats on the track. Looking at you like what you looking at. Splinter on the Looking at you like what you Rats looking at you like what you looking at. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Stephen A. Smith with us. Stephen A., they said uh, that Key looks like Denzel Washington. I said it's more like Larry Johnson. Yeah, Grandmama, put a part down the middle of his head. Mm-hmm. Put a little small a gap. gap. I'm telling you, Grandmama. But that's true. Grandmama. That's true. I would say Grandmama, but he does. You don't look like a little bit like Larry Johnson when he was with the Knicks. <laughs> yes, I'm saying. Yeah. See, I ain't even gonna say nothing. <laughs> Why you getting mad? I ain't gonna, uh, this man told me that I have a nose that is pre. Pre-surgery Michael Jackson. That's what this man said to me on national damn TV. I am, I'll be damned if I'm going to talk about somebody's nose. It's not me. It's to me. Before off the wall. But before off the wall even, right? Like, we're going way back on, on MJ. 1977 Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, pre, 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 pre off the wall, let alone thrill. I'll sure. take the original nose. As long as you didn't give me the post-surgery, no, he got I'm one cool with that. Yeah, that's a good point. I only, have one like thing, I only have one thing to say about that. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. That's Michael Jackson. Don't Michael Jackson. J.J. Reddick, who made a guest appearance uh, well, 10 minutes ago on this show, said the following on a fantastic new show. Still new. It's under a year key. This just in handsome host, ESPN NBA analyst J.J. Reddick, said the following about Jason Tatum's struggles in the finals, Stephen A. This is about the Warriors' defense. This is, they, they, you have to give them a lot of credit. And I also don't buy the narrative that he's been awful this series. Like, He's averaging 23-7-7. His two-point shooting is awful. He's shooting 48-48, I think, from the three. There's four guys in NBA history who've averaged 23-7-7 in their first finals appearance, and he's 24 years old. Like, I'm not saying he gets a pass for not being able to make a two-point shot consistently, but he has done a lot of good things on the basketball court. The The real struggle for him, Max, has been in the fourth quarter. So, Stephen A., his point production has gone down each series in the fourth quarter to a low right now in three and a half points 
per fourth quarter. And my thing, I just don't understand why Amy Udoka, they don't get him in more action, like pin downs, curls, try to get the easy buckets instead of him being isolated. Because when you talk about him missing shots in the fourth, this man has played 200 more minutes than anybody else in the entire playoffs. The second most well, minutes per playoffs is Clay Thompson, 200 minutes less. Here's the deal. These are the kind of things that happen when you don't have a true point guard. Mm. When you don't have a, a true floor general, an extension of the coach, somebody to calm things down, dictate and control pace, make sure that everybody's in their spots and prepared to do their job and maximize whatever potential that they may have. This is what we talk about when we talk about a point guard. Because we've seen the greatness of Steph Curry and various others, you almost forget what a true point guard is supposed to be. You know, you've got scoring point guards. You were one of those. We get all of that. But when you talk about the quintessential point guard, you're talking about a floor general that knows how to maximize your potential while you're on the floor with them. No, you ain't getting the ball here. You're getting the ball here because you got a better chance of making a shot here. No, we're going to put you in pin-down situations. No, you're going to fly out to the perimeter. You're not going to be in ISO situations because you tend to turn the ball over, Jalen Brown mm-hmm. or Jason Tatum. We're going to avoid doing that for you. So when I give it to you, all you got to do is shoot the damn rock. That's what true point guards know how to do. And the Boston Celtics do not have that. We get caught up in the fact that they're an elite defensive team. We look at Marcus Smart as the reigning defensive player of the year. We know how gutsy he is. We know what a pit bull he is. We know he's willing to get in guys' face, including his own teammates. But we keep forgetting the fact they do not have a quintessential point guard. That is the problem for the Boston Celtics. But that's why I said the system is important. Like the system for the Lakers, they didn't have a point guard, but they ran the triangle. So the system and the continuity of how fluid you make the offense matters to this team more. But, yeah, but that would work if Phil Jackson was coaching them. But Udoka mm-hmm. doesn't coach. Does the, 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 Udoka's the coach of this team. And he don't run the triangle like that. So that's not what's so, going to happen. So, 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 so what happens to, to Tatum? Let's assume that they lose tomorrow. They lose tomorrow and, and he doesn't play as well as most people think he should be playing. What happens to that narrative in the offseason? He's gone to many finals. I mean, many uh, Eastern Conference finals. Now he's in the NBA final, but he didn't play his best. He's young enough to continue to have a good career, but he didn't close out. He's at the door to get through the rope, but the door slammed on him. The brother's 24, 25 years old. A lot of time. He's got nothing but time. And for him to be that young and to be in four conference finals and now in NBA finals, you just can't say enough about him and in terms of his potential, his promise, or what have you. You're going to look at him and you're going to hold it against him from the standpoint, okay, are you going to get back to the finals in the future? And when you get back there, what you're going to do? But it's not like you're going to excoriate the kid and you're going to be like, hey, man, you, you had your moment and you blew it. No, you're going up against Steph Curry and the crew. And the fact of the matter is, is that you had a lot to learn. It's your first time in that finals. You're the face of the franchise, and it was a lot to put on you, and you simply wasn't as ready as you should have been. So how much of it is – I talked to J.J. Redick about this yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and he seemed to say it was age also – Young, he's playing a great defense, by the way. Everyone's talking about the Celtics. The Warriors play defense. And you get into the X's and O's and, and the youth and the great defense. And, but he said it wasn't stage. It was age, not stage. How much of it is you're playing in the finals? Well, it's I, the fourth quarter. I think it's more stage than age because when you look at the age from, for, you know, from a standpoint of his age, he's had enough postseason experience, even mm-hmm. though this is his first finals experience. Mm-hmm. What you see, my biggest problem that I've seen with Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum ain't just bowling. He's looking for calls almost every play. Yeah. 
Okay, and a lot of times that is the stage because you're looking for help instead of just going out there and balling. Now, why all of a sudden when you get you drop 46 in a game six in Milwaukee with your back against the wall? Okay, you showed up and showed out in game seven as well, along with a couple of other games against the Miami Heat. You beat them in Miami three times. Why now that you got to the finals? Is this, is it this way? It's because it's the finals. Stage. And, and 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 I'm looking at the stage and I'm looking at the fact you are looking at the officials for help damn near every play you have the ball. That's not how you win championship basketball. This is, this is the problem I used to have with James Harden in the playoffs. At a certain point, hit the shot. If you get the call, great. And you're looking to get bailed out, Jay, right? Yeah. Like, oh, isn't no, that what's I, going I on? talked about him extending his hands, going into that whole James Harden thing, looking at the ref complaining. Just lose yourself in the damn game and play ball. And he's got the kind of skills to do it. But I will tell you, they're switching. I mean, Golden State is switching all over the place. They've got somebody at everybody's face. Now, they've really amped up their defense since game one. Uh, you got to give credit where credit is due in that regard. Um, and there's always – I mean, they reach a lot. Wow. I mean, you put the ball on the floor against the Golden State Warriors, chances are you're going to turn the ball over. It will be interesting if they keep targeting Steph, though. If that takes away his legs, especially with the way they're defending him now. Differently. True. Switch that bag to the other arm, man. That way you, you don't have to have surgery, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All that money you holding on. Greeny is coming up next on ESPN Radio. I don't have a crib in Calabas. With Stephen Ooh. A is coming up in moments on or ESPN. Or Alpine. Hey, don't say Alpine. Keyshawn J. Will and Max back tomorrow. <laughs> 6 a.m. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.